Hi and welcome to uh, a new episode of Dynamics Update. Uh, this time we're not doing the regular thing, we are doing an interview and this time we have with us Aurelian Claire, who is, is the writer of a new book. And of course, as usual, I also have Gustav Sundblad, my colleague. Hello everyone. Hello, hello Johan, hello Aurelian, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. So um, you're here because uh, you have actually written a book uh, on on uh, on the on dynamics. So yeah, we we just uh, just after two years of work, yeah, we just released a, a new book called uh, Dynamics 365: uh, Machine Learning: How to Apply uh, Predictive Analytics uh, for Dynamics World and Poor Platform, all the business application of Microsoft. So yeah. So yeah. I I, th I think it's actually a good thing that you you it, it took two years because I mean right now Microsoft is catching up with you to actually start using predictions and and AI in in the product <laughs> so you are I think you're perfectly timed. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So I mean it's a very very uh, interesting topic though machine learning uh, AI etc. Why what is the reason for you guys writing the book lack of content generally before or is it a did you have you worked with machine learning before yeah. uh, going into 365? So yeah, it was a long, wrong road, wrong road as you as you mentioned. So globally, yes, yeah, the goal, the aim of this book was putting two normally separate worlds, because as you know, we have a lot of books on machine learning, but specifically mm. on machine learning, we have also books on dynamics or poor platform. Um, mm. But uh, the goal was really to bring the two worlds together. Like now, Microsoft do the same thing as CRM and ERP, which was, you know, completely uh, separate before. <laughs> now we have Dynamics 365 and finance operation can communicate with the CRM, etc. So, yes, yeah, the goal was really to, um, for me, machine learning doesn't work well if you don't have uh, the, the data behind. Mm. And that was exactly the goal and the aim was really uh, um, because as in the past, I used to work on a, with a startup, which which was exactly uh, working on the same thing as Customer Insight as of now. Okay. But it was in 2015 in France, and the goal was working with a sports sports team in France, like football, basketball, over key key area, yeah? and on stadium solution, working with Azure Data Lake, Azure Machine Learning, and Dynamic CRM mm. because back then it was <laughs> Dynamic CRM. And, uh, yeah. and poor BI, like uh, the customer success story of Real Madrid was exactly the same thing. How to mm -hmm. achieve the, um, a better fan uh, fan user experience with uh, with uh, with uh, sports in general? Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I, yeah, that's that was exactly the goal. Yeah, so mm -hmm. to yeah. Cool. I mean, I mean, for me personally, I, I really love this subject because it's really, uh, first of all, it's really cool, <laughs> but it's always been coming from ERP, um, specifically very like tangible stuff. It's always been a little, okay, how do you actually apply it? Because like you say, it's a good thing we're getting two worlds or one very well-described area, which is machine learning and one very well-described area as well, which is ERP. Whenever you kind of Google machine learning or AI, you, you kind of end up in the path, okay, I have to learn Python or I have to learn very, very, very advanced mathematics. <laughs> but in the end, like the AI builder, and I, I know your book is a lot about the components of Dynamics 365, Dataverse, etc. 
Uh, and I think specifically what caught me, my attention was the practical examples. I mean, because it's all about that, that you, Microsoft's take here, you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, is kind of how to bridge that gap uh, and do practical examples of how to apply it in a business scenario. So do you have any such, can you give us kind of some tidbits from the book, some real practical examples that you guys yep. walk us through? <clears throat> exactly. So as you have maybe seen also that Microsoft is really pushing like a dynamics uh, finance insight, supply chain insight, customer service mm. insight, <laughs> or oh, I will not uh, do uh, all the, pan all <laughs> no, the platform. But now, of course, as you have seen, maybe um, um, also Microsoft is pushing AI uh, in standard. Um, but now, um, maybe you have also seen like in the ERP, even on the dataverse side, we can really export in real time data uh, into a data lake. So that was without performance issue, etc. So what it was exactly the, the main part. The, you mm -hmm. can't do machine learning if you can't export uh, your data very quickly in real time uh, without sync issue. And after, uh, they push a lot also on Azure Synapse Analytics, which is a modern data warehouse, which is also very important before uh, starting using uh, any kind of machine learning model or any kind of featureization, choosing the right algorithm, um, cleaning your data, because on machine learning, you have a lot of things to do to prepare your model. And uh, that's that was exactly uh, important for me because on over customers, the business case behind ERP was really, okay, let's go to Data Lake, let's go to Synapse, and let's go to Power BI reports. And that's it. Uh, I can I just I will I will analyze only uh, past past data and not mm. even in Power BI now we have some AI f uh, component directly in the Power BI mm. to do some mm. forecast to do uh, like a business case I use with a customer is a customer payment prediction with finance insight uh, with AI builder to predict what we, uh, when my customer will pay and if he if he pay, if he has some delays what will be the delay to pay my invoice. So that's that's very important for a global risk officer to know, okay, this customer, I will hold it because I know it's a bad customer. <laughs> he, he often pays very lately. Um, yeah. Or, yeah. And we, you can really automate also uh, with Portomate now, of course, at the end of the loop because you predict something on the customer, on the transaction in the ERP, and you want to do some automatization after. So you can really like uh, doing some credit collection uh, on ERP. We found some size results um, based mm -hmm. on that, like uh, sending automatically a credit collection. And of course, when you are 100%, not 100 because machine learning is not on, is not, uh, would not be 100% sure, of course, but uh, you can really uh, uh, on uh, maybe 75% of all customers send automatically credit collection without any actions. And um, yeah, you, what what else I can bring to the audience about business case? I will maybe yeah the <clears throat> the machine learning forecast um, forecast prediction mm -hmm. cash flow forecast uh, cash yeah. flow forecast is a, a real great feature that you can do with that. And at the end, very important for me, even in the book we have spoken about how to build on your own model, which is yeah, yeah I, I know it is you will do. You will have to learn patterns. You will need to learn some, yeah, some key feature. But this is uh, something we put in the book huh, to 
even if you are a Dynamics uh, developer or technical guy, uh, you will know how to create your own model. But also mm -hmm. now we have another thing which is very important for me is Azure Automated Machine Learning, Automated ML, which will help you very, very, very fast to do all the stuff of machine learning that we do, we have done uh, in the past manually. Especially for me, the very difficult part is I have a business case question to, to ask, uh, to answer, sorry. Um, and and um, what will be the, my, the, the best algorithm to answer this question? And for that before, without Azure Automated Machine Learning, you will have to try, to try, to try, to try, to find the right yeah, algorithm exactly. for you. And now Azure Machine Learning uh, will uh, have in the, behind the scene as also an AI stuff in the machine learning to, for you to help you to choose the right algorithm and to try it uh, every kind of uh, algorithm and, and say, okay, for your question, for your data set, this is the right algorithm. So, yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I know. I'm, sorry, can I just one quick thing? Um, I, regarding that specific topic, uh, choosing the correct algorithm, I had one, one question um, on that, but you already answered it because back in the day, or like, well, back in the day in AI means like two weeks ago, but <laughs> a year ago at least, I, I was um, dabbling a little bit and had to revert to the algorithm cheat sheet, <laughs> the, the Azure machine learning, the one where you really need to kind of uh, do I what algorithm do I use? Do I use a fast training linear model, multi-class classification, etc.? So the, you're, what you're saying is that 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 step is easier now because you don't necessarily need to understand all of these models. You need to know, you need to understand your data and what yeah. question you want to get answered. Right? Is that correct? Exactly. But the main topic before that will be, um, of course, uh, doing some cleaning, doing some mm. doing some view, and mostly mostly yeah. very important because. It's very technical, huh, what we said right of now. Course. But yes. as you as you mentioned, the main part is what I want to do. Fin, yeah, because it's like a geek geek thing. We it's, <laughs> a, it's a marketing stuff also for Microsoft because yeah, it's really great to bring some intelligence on data. Mm -hmm. And uh, but yeah, the main point for all customer right now of Dynamics will be okay. I have this good data. I have this kind of data. I have this kind of data. Okay, what what can I do with that? Uh, what what is my main point? What is my main um, feature that will help my business um, with the, with the answer I want to predict? In fact, so yeah. And with the with the business case I mentioned before about Stadium solution, the aim the main goal was something like show versus no show, because on Stadium. Uh, especially during COVID, uh, <laughs> you pay you pay a ticket to see a, a, an event, a, 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 yeah, a, a match uh, in sports, and sometimes you you will not go there. And that was a very important question to see the historical data. Okay, this this fan of this uh, football team, he will not go to this uh, particular uh, match, and uh, you want to predict that because based on that you will not do the same marketing campaign with this customer. Because like Satya Danella, as he has a saying that, but it was three years ago, I think, it was for marketing to send the right message to the right person at the right time. And not yeah. you know, spending a lot of money to send basic newsletter every month, like one million, one million of yeah, exactly. emails, <laughs> which nobody read. 
um, <laughs> and uh, or doing or going in the spam folder <laughs> of your uh, email yeah, address. Um, and also, it was to know what is um, the percentage of chance that you will buy a new ticket for the next match. And mm -hmm. based on that, you will not send the right the same message as a guy that we know that we know that he will, we were for sure we know he will pay for this match so we will not address any kind of message or even no or even not a, a promotion to you know to to uh, if you send a promotion to a guy that you know at 20 percent maybe he will uh, buy something so you mm. will not send the right the same message and yeah Personalized. That's a very good example. I'll, I'll send a copy of your book to my, my favorite football team's marketing department. I think they, they need that because I always get these kind of non-personalized messages. Please, hello, Gustav, hello. And I know no one typed hello, Gustav, to me. It's really automated. Yeah. That's a but, good thing. You, yeah, you but I, I think that one of the important parts here is that because, I mean, I, I've been following AI and machine learning for a long time. And when Microsoft re released the AI Builder tool, uh, my first reaction was, wow, it's it's finally available for regular people. Regular people can actually build this and understand this and use this because other b before it used to be like uh, something that you did if you had a PhD in, in data science. That, that was what was required. But what I think is actually that the problem is that even AI Builder even though it's really, really, really much simpler than it used to be, it's still way too complicated for the regular uh, business person, for the regular uh, uh, CFO, for for even for like the the business application specialists to understand exactly what mm. it does and what it's for. And that's why I think that doing what Microsoft is doing right now with the finance insights. It's, it's actually a perfect thing because now we, we don't have to decide what to use it for. We just click it and use it. It's already pre, a pre-built model. It just uses our data uh, to, to realize what, what we've been trying to do for a long time. But we don't have to understand why we should use this. Microsoft has already made the decision that, okay, so there here is, an, is a niche where machine learning probably will do a good job without anyone understanding what it actually does. It does its magic and then it, it works. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's one of my other questions. It's not a real discussion topic here because for me as well, AI Builder was really cool. I love Power Apps and I know there's a lot of examples for Power Apps and, and, and Dataverse in, in your book. But um, that specific, like, it, it will solve one specific case, perhaps. It's kind of, a, okay, how do we automate the the order entry capture here. We have the, we have a form that guys uh, use to, to fit in. AI Builder might be a perfect solution for that specific little niche flow, right? It's not really, it's a one, it's a very specific solution and you can just as easily solve it with just a new manual printed form. So again, I've run into a number of scenarios where like, okay, AI Builder is super cool, but it always like it's it works up to the demo stage, and then uh, at least it has been very hard to kind of find this practical good killer app. Is what I'm after here. What is the killer app that's going to to really drive AI and machine learning within the Dynamics 365 ERP ecosystem at least? And finance is of course, of course, like yeah. forecasting, credit checks, all of that, all of that, that kind of data, where you have a number of third-party apps already today. 
So you might be able to scale down your third-party apps or you might be able to, to follow this. But like you say, you are, when it kind of comes prepackaged already, that's when you can't say no to it, right? And then if you're already using it, you get a, gain a better understanding of it. So I, I agree with your sentiment there that the, the, the um, built-in AI capabilities will be what is driving this forward. Whereas AI Builder is more like, um, maybe I have I work, as I said, more with ERP, so maybe as customer engagement and CRM flows might use it more, but it, I, I haven't found or haven't seen any real use scenarios yet. So it's really interesting to see practical examples because you get more like, okay, we can do this with AI Builder. Um, it's a very cool app right now, but um, needs more practical usage, I think. I agree with you, yeah. I'm um, I agree with you because, you know, even EI Builder is quite uh, new. Huh? Uh, I mm. think it's like end of 2019. Even on some data center, it's not yet available um, globally, and uh, especially in France. Okay. And yeah, they just bring they just bring a lot of new capabilities. And uh, in fact, behind the scene, is it's just using the Azure AI services, huh? like. Yeah. Uh, like uh, Azure Cognitive Services uh, to to scan some images like o OCR, which can which can be used in fact also with the expense management on finance operation. Mm -hmm. So yeah, AI Builder is just a, a wizard a wizard to bring uh, <laughs> to yeah to to build or to uh, to yeah to bring a new, uh, your model very quickly. But yeah. you for me it's quite difficult because sometimes. It's completely a black box. You don't have a. Well, yeah, I'm a technical exactly. guy. I'm a technical guy, <laughs> so that's why I prefer often to go with Azure because I know I will have all needed. I want. I can change yeah, everything exactly. I need. But yeah, I know that. Um, yeah, it will not. I think the AI builder will not help everyone to. For yeah, it will be very particular for one specific case which uh, can be good. And in fact, uh, Finance Insight behind the, behind the scene also use, in fact, AI Builder to predict the, the customer payment prediction with using uh, AI Builder. But, uh, yeah. but is it, isn't that the problem with AI in general and also with AI Builder? As you said, it, it's, it's a black box. I mean, the, the problem is that <laughs> yeah. per definition, you won't understand every detail on why it made the decision it made it made it pa ba based on prior data but you you can't really go in and in detail say so this parameter here in this field was what made this decision but it's it's everything so that i think that's the problem in understanding exactly what to use it for is that since you don't you, you can't really control it so you don't really know if it's if it's doing what you think it's doing, you just get the result. Mm -hmm. It's like uh, the Hitchhiker's Guide to g the Galaxy, 42. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. what? <laughs> it's the answer to everything, yeah. No, but I mean, the difference there is, I mean, and that's not necessarily a bad thing because just as interface design APIs, you don't know, really know what's happening behind the lines. You just expect something to be returned. And as long as it's returned it, and you trust it, it works, that's fine. And the key... Like you said as well, and we discussed before, I mean, the key is understanding your data and what is the question you need answered with this. And also, I think 
as long as you do that, um, you can always measure the forecast, but maybe it's too late <laughs> when the forecast doesn't do, doesn't fall in. So it all boils down to test, right? Testing and understanding. So I think AI Builder for me is really like super nice to demo that stuff and to, to gain like an understanding where where does this component fit in? Could it be like um, scanning order flow to, to automatically tag orders with an order pool based on the criticality or develop a lot of these like stuff that you can build with sure 40 50 lines of code but you're never always going to catch that scenario that's where you kind of okay. plug in this component and the more you see the use ai builder is nice because you can put it in a nice little power automate or you can put it in a very nice graph and say okay here is where we call azure services and get like an automated response back but then if you're gonna to put it into a real business critical order of like flow you're probably not going to use AI Builder for it. You're probably going to like gain an understanding and, and build something using Python and using algorithms and using Azure, because like you say, it's, that's where you get the uh, well another level of of um, scaling as well as having like, development, testing, production services, DevOps. Basically, you can get that. Yeah. You, you don't get DevOps with AI Builder, not right now, at least. Exactly. That main for me. If even uh, as a wall huh, on the poor platform side on Dataverse. Uh, of course, now on poor platform, finally, we have something called ALM huh, uh, with the <laughs> Center of Excellence Kit. With some, yeah. So we yeah. have a lot of things bring, uh, that Microsoft bring to help doing yeah. some basic things for me because as, as a you, huh, which we are working on fast operation, we know that it's important to, to deploy automatically the code every night, to try it uh, automatically, to, uh, to to do all the DevOps thing. And of course on AI Builder, it's not supported right now. So if you if you create, even now in AI Builder, you can create your own model, but uh, mm. you, can, you can't uh, do uh, machine learning ops, uh, ML ops, like DevOps. No. And exactly. of course, uh, after, if you want to go there, you have to go to Azure completely yeah. so that's something yeah that's why I, well, i'm technical but <laughs> yeah I, I often go to azure than uh, ai yeah. uh, ai builder but yeah i, you, I agree with you it's uh, sometimes i start with ai builder um at first like demonstration mm -hmm. like uh, yeah but when i want to do uh, a real production stuff uh, uh, for uh, for an enterprise for a customer yeah i will go to azure which is better than uh, to yeah. do the application lifecycle management, uh, etc. But so, can you make the like the Power Automate versus uh, Logic Apps c comparison yeah. there? Because Power Automate mm. is also good for like smaller, maybe non-business critical mm. and yeah. automation of like mm. normal events. Where, exactly. Whereas mm. when you really need to, you can kind of take that flow and move it into Logic Apps and really DevOpsify mm. it. Basically, <laughs> is yeah. that a good comparison? Basically. Yes, I completely, mm. completely agree. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because I think if you go to any kind of forum uh, or event or podcast <laughs> like you, uh, yeah, a lot of poor, poor platform. I'm not an expert on poor platform because I'm more on finance operation, but I used to work uh, sometimes on poor platform. And when I see how to really uh, deploy something on this platform, mm -hmm. it's uh, wow. <laughs> uh, it was, yeah, for me, it's really a business citizen, citizen yeah. uh, platform. So that's maybe what Microsoft doesn't spend a lot of time on it on this part because it's hmm. it's not uh, really for IT people or yeah it's quite uh, it's quite complicated right now yeah we can we can finally go with uh, fans, uh, DevOps or GitHub doing yeah. automation de deployment automation when poor platform but still yeah it's uh, I think hmm. on environment environment variables or uh, doing sh doing some change after deployment was uh, just uh, 
it was possible or is still in preview, I think, maybe. So uh, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> quite... Uh, it's getting there, it's getting yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, very cool. Um, yeah, I, I don't have any more questions, really. I think it's a really, um, really cool subject. And I, like you said, I think the good, a good summary was trying to bridge these two pretty well-documented areas, uh, specifically ERP and Dynamics 365. I really like to see how it's getting uh, starting to use all of these Azure servers. That's really where Microsoft has a good good um, uh, edge right now, using and connecting all of the business apps with, with the power yeah. of the Azure cloud. Yeah. So it's really cool to see it getting um, easier as well for us, like non-mathematical, statistical um, superhumans. It's interesting to, <laughs> to kind of gain an understanding as well on how it works. That's pretty cool. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I, I know that the, the book is available at Amazon. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the title of the book is Machine Learning with Dynamics 365 and Power Platform. So uh, if yeah, anyone exactly. has found the topic interesting, I, I think they can go there and, and find the book, right? And I know that it also, it's also available uh, as, a, as an ebook if you don't want the big uh, paper brick sent to your mm -hmm. home. So. All right. So uh, thanks yeah. a lot, Aurelian. Uh, it's it's been really Thank nice you. talking to you. It's been a pleasure. Thank, Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. See bye -bye. you. See you. See you. See you.